Hello, I'm Ramey. And this is Dakota. And you're listening to Leveling Duo, the podcast where two longtime friends talk about video games that have made them who they are today and in some ways changed their life, maybe. To Dakota, it's my turn, so I'd like to talk about a game I haven't played yet, but I'm looking forward to it. It's Starfield. I'm down for that. I've talked about how much I like Oblivion, and it's another game made by Bethesda Game Studios. And I really love all their stuff. I love their Fallout series, any kind of their RPGs. It'll be out on September 6th. And if you get the season pass extra upgrade thing, it'll be out on the first for Xbox Game Pass and anybody who wants to buy it. It's Xbox and PC exclusive. Mm-hmm. I'm happy I picked Xbox. It's got Halo. That's why I picked Halo or Xbox. It's a new IP for Bethesda. Mm-hmm. So it's a space thing. It's not Fallout. It's not Elder Scrolls. They've been wanting to do a space thing for a while. It's going to take place in the 23rd century. After mankind have colonized a few planets. Interesting. It's going to have a variety of planets, actually, you could explore since it's open world. Uh, about a thousand of them. All of them have unique environments and stuff like that. You're going to have all the normal Bethesda things like many quests and factions to choose from. Houses, your custom character of custom background, which is more detail than they've ever had in one that I can find. Hmm. Uh, they even put some little Easter eggs like the, I think it's like an admirer type perk at the beginning and it will let you have a fan that follows you around and worships the ground you walk on mm-hmm. and that came from oblivion you get a fan an adoring fan from the arena in oblivion and they pretty much made the same little blonde guy <laughs> again mm-hmm. you can also have parents in this game really yeah parents you can go visit but if you take that perk they will take a small portion of your income to keep themselves up because mm-hmm. you're the breadwinner i guess interesting yeah did you hear about that mm-hmm. yeah it'll be a whole change for a bethesda game <laughs> A big one. Yeah, well, I mean, you had parents in Fallout 3, but, I mean, immediately one of them dies. Spoilers. And later on, another one dies. So, you're out of parents. Ah, classic. Yeah. Many more skills than I've ever seen in a Bethesda game. And it's kind of like, I guess, Fallout 76, which a lot of people didn't like, but you use a skill more to raise the level of it. Mm -hmm. So, you have, like in Oblivion or Skyrim, you have your smithing skill. The more you use it, the faster it goes up. And the more, that's the only way to really raise it, really is to use it. And it's the same concept. They give you challenges. And when you get that challenge met, it will get you to the next level in your skill. Hmm. There's a bunch of different factions in the game. There's Constellation, a group of space explorers dedicated to finding lost technologies from previous eras. They're the main faction you join. From what we gather, mm. it'll be the one you hop right into when you start the game, pretty much. If it's a Bethesda game, they probably find you if you've been locked up or something for all we know. Yeah. But I doubt that. I mean, that's an Elder Scrolls thing. It's hard to tell what happened in this one. Something's going to cause you to come across these people. Yeah, rock bottom, per se. rock bottom. Then you got the United Colonies, the largest and most powerful faction in the settled systems. That's what they call humanity's area. They're a democratic republic, and they're trying to maintain order. Their capital is New Atlantis. Okay. It's the biggest city Bethesda has ever made. Hmm. And if you compare that to the imperial city in Oblivion, I'd say that's pretty big. Hmm. I've never seen a city quite as large as Oblivion's uh, imperial city. It might have had borders around it, like as in, uh, you got the walls. Like most Bethesda games, you load into the the city. Any big Hmm. city, even in Skyrim, you load into the big cities. And Fallout 3, you had Megaton, you'd load into Megaton. And in Skyrim, you would have Whiterun, and the bigger cities, you load into them. Some of them you could just walk into, the smaller ones. Yeah. But I'm not sure how this is going to work in the United Colonies, New Atlantis. I'd say probably be like a, a loading thing to get into the main area. Yeah, and you're in a spaceship, so landing outside the city sounds kind of weird. So mm-hmm. probably just load straight into it. You have the Free Star Collective, a loose alliance of independent planets and space stations opposed to the United Colonies. Mm-hmm. Not technically at war at the moment. It's a loose piece. They're more libertarian. 
self-determined. They have a more Wild West themes. If you go to one of their places from what you've seen in the trailers, it looks like a fallout city, kind of a little bit grungier than United Colonies. Then you got Crimson Fleet, another faction that I really, really want to try. A group of space pirates. It's kind of like Fallout New Vegas, I believe. The more you interact with one group, the other group will take notice and treat you a little bit worse. New Vegas was like the most detailed when it comes to that in Bethesda's games, I think. Yeah. Because if you do something for the Caesar's Legion, the NCR in-house will take offense to that. You know, vice versa, however you want to do it. But I, I kind of want to try Space Pirate, but I've never been one for the underdog early on. I always side of the greatest faction you can find, so the United Colonies would probably be my first playthrough. That doesn't surprise me. I've always liked bigger groups. And it's usually the safe bet, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially if you want an easy slide to the story. Usually. Yeah. You could build your own um, houses or on off-world, off the main worlds anyway. You could you get to explore all these little thousands of planets that they have. Uh, big chunks of them are procedurally generated, but it's not like No Man's Sky where half of them had nothing on them, you know? Yeah, I was about to ask if it was like anything like No Man's Sky. They've told us it isn't, and I'm inclined to believe them. Oh, we can't really tell till... No. Yeah. I don't want to make any promises for somebody I don't even work for, of course. I've clearly picked favorites here, and Bethesda is one of those. I'm a biased opinion. Mm. <laughs> I liked Fallout 4, Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas. And Fallout New Vegas really wasn't a Bethesda thing. It's just their IP. It was made by a mm-hmm. different group um, just a few months after Fallout 3 came out. People like to think it was the best Fallout game. So Bethesda doesn't always come out on top of their own stuff sometimes. I want this to succeed. Mm-hmm. I want it to succeed so bad. Again, because I like to choose people who aren't the underdog. And if you think of a game that succeeded over the years, you think Skyrim. Well, I mean... It just refuses to die, if nothing else. Well, that's mainly just because of the parent company there. They're just like, re-release the game. We will have our money's worth out of this game. And it, like, you ever hear, like, beating a dead horse? Yeah, but Dakota, I bought that dead horse. I mean, like, I know, but I'm <laughs> just saying. You bought that dead horse. I know, but, like, I bought it back, like, when it was still, like, alive, just kicked around a lot. Yeah. Like, now it's gotten to a point where, like, you really re-released it again. Yeah. I mean, like, not trying to hate too much. I mean, like, I like the game, but still. You've never finished it, which is, a, like, a joke in our friends group. You've never finished it, but that just tells you how many different ways you can play it. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I've tried to, to play about 13 or 14 different kinds of types of playthroughs, yeah. and I just get to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm bored. I want to try something different. So I'd start over. I don't know why. I haven't done that in a long time, but still. I understand. I'm doing another playthrough of it right now, but I always end up falling back to the standard archer and... Conjure. Conjure. See, a lot of people don't go conjure archer. They just go archer sneak. I'm a conjurer and archer. I'll just summon my characters in Oblivion or Skyrim, summon something, and let them fight while I shoot from a distance. I don't bother sneaking. I mean, it's one way to play. My very first ever playthrough was uh, two-handed with uh, heavy armor and... I think it was a uh, restoration. Oh, that's a unique go for it. My first playthrough, I was a sword and a shield, and oh. then I found conjuration. And well, I was I, going for a tank. Oh yeah, you then you didn't well. <laughs> I always had heavy heavy armor until here recently too. My problem was in my first playthrough though, when I was leveling up, I put too much into stamina and didn't focus enough on magicka. And your restoration kind of fell behind. Yes. Ah, yeah, yeah. Restoration to do that. It it. Sucks I became more of a physical tank, and the restoration was just kind of more of like a band-aid backup, more it, than the support that I needed. To keep you standing longer to bash somebody. Yes. I don't know how I'll play in this. In most Bethesda games, I will try to go a charisma build, just so I can talk my way out of most things. You'll have a ship. 
You can build your own ship, buy your own ship. If mm. you come across pirates and want to blow up their engines and steal their ship or take their ship by force when you board it, you could choose that. You could choose to blow it up and then just scoop through with your ship and pick up the cargo. Mm. But if you don't want to do that, you could board it, take the ship, register it, which costs quite a bit of money, what I hear. So you can't just take every ship you see and make it yours. But you could build your ship. I've seen in the trailers, they've built them to look like animals, mechs, all kinds of wild things. You could choose cargo or combat oriented. Mm -hmm. And you have like 20 some companions from what they say. And they all have their own skill trees. You can put them in different positions on your ship or on your outposts you build on other planets to collect resources. It's a later game thing, they said. You yeah. build outposts and you can start building refineries on them and having income brought in by that. Hmm. I want to do the outpost thing. I want to build a nice ship and I want to be a real talky guy who can just talk my way with my contraband through some sort of a checkpoint outside the planet. This really sounds like just like an updated No Man's Sky, like a proper No Man's Sky. What No Man's Sky should have been. Exactly. Now they have made it better. It is kind of more like what they promised back then. They've done, you know, they had multiplayer issues back then. None at all. They just assumed nobody would notice because the world's so big. Mm -hmm. But they fixed all that, and now people really enjoy the game. And I think it's on Game Pass, so you can hop on that real quick if you want. Try No Man's Sky. There is mineral collection in the game. You can scan things in this Starfield to see what it is. Mm -hmm. Get XP for scanning stuff from what I gather. Some groups want you to scan things. I would say it's Constellation who likes to study stuff that does that. Wants you to scan everything you see. Maybe. I don't know. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of religions. They say there's a lot of influence from real-world religions, I believe, as well as some newer ones, like uh, one that worships a serpent that will eventually engulf the universe, and they're the more violent religion because either you get on board of theirs or you die. Interesting. Yeah, that might be a cool way to do it. Mm -mm. You could choose that to side with. Why not? Full on just try to conquer the universe. Yeah, make sure your religion rules it all so the great serpent don't eat you. And yeah, you, you can have smuggling... But if you don't succeed on your chat or you're hiding your stuff on your ship, I guess, you could go to jail. It's more like Skyrim than Fallout. And okay. uh, they communicate between each other, kind of like Skyrim. If you go to a region that you've been bad, they will know you've been bad. While Fallout, you just run away for long enough and they won't uh, pay much attention to you afterwards when you come back. Gotcha. Uh, but, so they want it to be a, a thing where they remember. Makes sense. It's an advanced society. Mm -hmm. It does make sense. Yeah. Kind of like more consequence to your actions. Yeah. You can kind of like be a double agent in the game from what they said. They had a, a Reddit Q&A here just like yesterday. Mm -hmm. And we're recording this on the uh, 17th of uh, August. And they said you could be a double agent. They will have some crossover. And like I said, have influence of one the less you have of the other usually. They'll notice that you've been working with the enemy or their rivals. They said you also cannot play through in a pacifist mode. I mean, you can talk your way out of most things, but it's not. 100% possible to be a pacifist through the whole game. Mm -hmm. So that tells you a little bit about the game right there, at least the main story. Interesting. So is there anything that you've seen that you can't do specifically that they've said? Not particularly. They did, like I said, other than not being able to play the whole game as a pacifist. Uh, you could have multiple homes. Some, like one, or At least one quest gives you a home, which is nice to know. It will be expensive to register and do all that stuff with your ship. Mm-hmm. And maybe upgrade it. You can change entire chunks of your ship to make it look however you want. I don't really know. I mean, I haven't tried everything, obviously. And nobody's played it <laughs> that we know. I know there will be no way to side of everybody throughout the game. Like in Fallout 4, you can do enough, finish almost all the quests for all the major factions. Eventually, there is a turning point in the game. I'll warn you. You cannot continue with any other quest with other groups if you do this one. 
Mm. Judging by how many lesser factions and major factions there are in this game that they've talked about, uh, mm. will be a lot of replays for me, which is a big game, so that will be a while. True. Yeah. So basically, like, no Skyrim, you know, to where, like, you're the lead faction leader of everything. everything. You rule everything in that game. I, I wish there was more crossover. In Skyrim, they added some crossover between the Dark Brotherhood and the Thieves Guild. They, mm-hmm. you know, some members have talked about you travel back and forth between the two, and they recognize that you're in the other one. That don't really happen in a lot of Fallout games so much. I mean, mm-hmm. in Fallout 4, they did they mention it, but it ain't like it impacts everything. They act like you're not a member of the other group as well half the time. Yeah. When you go to do a main quest, eventually they'll say, hey, we know you've been working with them, but we want to show you our way. And that's about as far as it goes. But we were talking about the religions earlier. Universals, I believe, yeah, is the members of this uh, Sanctum Universum believe that God is very much exists somewhere in the universe and that the higher power is guiding us all. Specifically, they believe that humanity's ability to travel in the universe with grav jumps is God's way of saying, I'm out here, come find me. Hmm. Okay, and then you have the enlightened. These folks are essentially organized atheists, don't believe in the kind of higher power at all, but rather they teach the humans have to take care of each other and practice what they preach through a various community outreach programs. Hmm. And then there's the House of Varun. Okay. V-A-R-U-U-N. I think I pronounced that right. Uh, sounds close. Varun? Varun? Varun, I believe, but uh, I don't know, they, they sound a little old-fashioned. Yeah. Uh, one of the developers, or people doing the Q&A, uh, when that house was mentioned, they said, Oh, boy. And then, so in the game, you're not, I'm I'm quoting here what they wrote anyway. So in the game, you're not really sure what the complete truth is. The gossip among the guards is this. A colony ship set off for a new world, making a grab jump along the way. After one of these grab jumps, one of the passengers claims he spent that time communing with a celestial entity known as the Great Serpent. Okay. Yes. What was a few seconds for everyone else was much longer for him. And he brought back a mandate, which is basically get on board or be devoured when the great serpent encircles the universe. Okay. Is it true? I ain't saying. So we don't know. It could hmm. be the end game. Like, was it Far Cry 5 ended that way? Mm. The, the crazy prophet was right the whole time. Spoilers. The world was going to end. <laughs> Possibly. I mean, like, there could be multiple interpretations as to, like, how or why something like that would happen. Yeah. It could just been a guy mad with the vastness of space, for all we know. True. I mean, I don't know. I've never been in space, but I hear that people can go a little more bonkers up there. Possibly. Just a little bit. Yeah. And they also said existing IRL religions are part of the Starfield universe. Hmm. That's nice to know, isn't it? It is. I'm curious as to how that will tie into different, like, playing modes as far as that goes. You troll about and show those serpent worshippers your righteous condemnation. Mm. <laughs> they also mentioned that There'll be 20 named characters who can join your crew, but you can also have random ones you can just hire and bring on. And the process of hiring them on your crew will just be a lump sum up front. So, because they didn't want it to start draining out your resources over time. They don't, okay. want, they don't want you to have to track everything. Now, in real life, we know nobody would actually sign up like that, probably. Mm. But they didn't want it to be a simulator. They want it to be a fun game. Makes good sense. I'd much rather do this in a simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Our companions will have a set perk list and set levels. They will not rank up alongside us. Okay. I mean, that's that's a little disappointing. So basically, like, at higher levels, you'll need to replace with higher level crewmates. I'm guessing so, because that's what it says. So yeah, here's what they said. Will our companions be able to level up their perks? Will their perks stack with ours? All crews start 
We've set perks at specific ranks. So you might meet a character that's essentially good at rifles and you hire them to watch your back. Or you might meet an astrodynamics expert, take your ship's grab jumps and hand and all that stuff. They don't level up. They do come in different ranks of different skills, depending. So you probably find people who are like mid-rank to high rank Mm. in certain things. And you just eventually will find the higher ranking person. And try to get them on your crew. Yeah. There are so many perks in the game from what they show in those trailers. I wonder if like you'd be able to eventually like have a fleet to where you can like have multiple ships and have them manned by multiple people. I like to think near the end that you will be part of a big fleet for one of the major factions, mm-hmm. but it's hard to tell. I don't think you'll have one of your own. I think you have to like put them in a dock somewhere after it's registered in your name. I don't know. really don't know, but I've never seen any hint to that happening. There is a massive spaceship. It's a battleship for the uh, United Colonies. Mm-hmm. And you do visit it. It's kind of like a floating city of its own, I believe. Okay. They keep mentioning that and just popping it up because it's so cool looking, you know. Giant spaceship. And there's a mech companion. He's pretty much like the poster boy. Hmm. He has a, looks like a Gatling gun in his chest that's covered up by a little lid every so often. that he'll pop out and start shooting folks. Almost like a new Cogsworth. Yeah, he seems like a newer, nicer Codsworth. With a Gatling gun. With a Gatling gun. Instead I mean, you can give forge. Codsworth a Gatling gun with the DLC in Fallout 4, but mm. I pretty much turned Codsworth into a uh, sentry bot in Fallout. Big three-legged mm. uh, tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just runs about and speaks like a British butler trying to kill everybody. The only reason I'm covering this now before it even comes out is because I'm so excited for it, and I will be doing a podcast when the time comes, when it comes out, and I've played it for a couple of days. I'll be able to tell you if the hype was worth it, because I know everybody's talking about Boulder's Gate right now, and mm-hmm. I won't be able to play it on my PC, on my Mac, until a couple of days after this comes out, after Starfield comes out. So I don't know. Depending on how good Starfield is, I might just hop over to Baldur's Gate instead. Yeah, I'm hoping to play Baldur's Gate myself, but I'll have to wait until I get a PS5 to do so. Your PlayStation's uh, kicked the bucket, right? Yes, currently my PS4 or something has happened with the OS on it and everything I've tried will not work. So currently don't have the money to send it off to get worked on. So I'm working on saving the money just to buy a PS5 figure. That'll be my better shot. I think it's your hard drive the way you talk. I'm not sure. It's a distinct possibility, but I mean like it is fairly old. Yeah. So I bought mine fairly new and the hard drive's already acted up on the PS4. So... Yeah, I can see what you're talking about. It still plays. I just If I cut it off, I have to wait like 30 minutes to cut it back on. Well, mine just won't work. <laughs> yeah, that you you got hit hard. I <laughs> hope you get one soon. Me too. PS5, go for it. You'll be able to play Baldur's Gate before I can on anything but my Mac. Which it is. it does support Mac. If you want to play Baldur's Gate, I think on the 6th, mm-hmm. or maybe the 3rd. I don't remember. I think it's on the 6th, but it could be the 3rd of September. It will be out. It's probably the 3rd. It will be out on Mac and PS5. Everybody on PC is playing it a few days early, a lot like weeks early, but I'll be playing it on my Mac because I played Divinity Original Sin 2 on it and it's working fine and there's not a whole lot of difference between the games. And, awesome. And it says it is it will work on my M1 chip. But I really don't have much to say about it since I haven't played it, but I just wanted to talk about it now, talk about how hyped I am for it. And you can watch me either flounder in darkness when it sucks or mm. ramble on for another 45 minutes or so. Well, either way, man, I feel like it'd be a pretty good episode. You usually got a pretty good grasp on the more uh, cosmic side of games. I'll be able to tell you more about the gameplay and what little lore I learned in the few days before recording, because I've done the math. I've paid for the expansion, so I'll get it on the first. I think we record like two days after that, but that's still 48 hours. I'll have plenty of time. I 
I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive Scott crazy. He won't be able to sleep in the bedroom. Well, I mean, like, I look forward to being able to play it one day, too, myself. I've not always been, like, the biggest fan of games that are more kind of, like, set in space. Just mainly, I guess, because, like, most of my experience has been with games that have been a little bit too buggy for yeah. my taste. Oh, I don't but, mean to interrupt. They have said and promised that this, if they released it a month ago when they said this, if they had released it at that point, it would have fewer bugs than any other Bethesda game ever released. Damn. But that's what they say. That's them saying it. But, I mean, if they release it and it's worse, people are going to remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, games are always going to have bugs and glitches. It's just something that happens with games. However, I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of having some higher hopes for this release, too. And once I get a system that can play it, I'll give it a try. Though I'm still more of a hardcore RPG type of gamer, so... Not an action RPG. Well, I mean, like, I like action RPG, too. I'm, I'm usually down for the story most of the time with most games. Like, that's what piques my interest a lot. Not so much the gameplay itself. Which, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, there's some games that I do play for the actual gameplay itself. However, a lot of times my main driving force in playing a game is learning the story and the lore behind the driving forces as to why you're doing what you're doing. My friend Michael was worried about the story and the lore as well. They thought it was going to be more of a No Man's Sky with very few interactions of other people. But mm -hmm. they have massive cities, the biggest cities they've ever built. They have quest lines, which... You don't get on No Man's Sky, really. Mm -hmm. People that talk to you, unlike Fallout 76, the first half of it, you didn't have NPCs. You had robots, occasional robots that would talk to you. Mostly holotapes you could listen to. At the fact that this has lore, they've released a timeline today about the lore, about how humanity got into stars, like 2050. Mm -hmm. They start trying to colonize Mars and all that. But they've got lore here. I know that they will. They've already been talking about all the books they've wrote for the game. Mm -hmm. Which, if you play a Skyrim game, you know that's a good sign. They add more books, usually they've built more lore. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, I have high hopes for how well the game plays. So much for, I'm not sure how well it'll do compared to some other releases this year, like Baldur's Gate. However, I think it's got like a good fan base that it'll appeal to. And at the end of the day, it's just going to depend on how well they put the game together. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they didn't just give us empty promises. I really hope they didn't, especially after all the promises they've made when it comes to quality of the game. I've been looking here. If you are interested in playing it and you don't have an Xbox or a PC, an Xbox series, Xbox basically, mm -hmm. it does say it will be on cloud gaming. So if you've got a good internet connection and have Game Pass Ultimate, you could play it on almost any device that you can control or two with Bluetooth. Interesting. Yeah. Nothing else. There you go, Dakota. Never even thought about that for you. Your, mm -mm. your Chromebook would actually run cloud games. Didn't think of that. Yeah. If you're, um, you get Game Pass Ultimate and you will have cloud game capabilities on your, and you can hook it to your TV and play it. Because mm -mm. I used to do that. I have to think of that. Mm-hmm. Since I'm currently like unable to do a PlayStation. If you want anything that you couldn't really get on a Switch, that is your choice. And... A lot of things will be on cloud gaming you, you are not used to. And since your internet's so good, you'll have GeForce Now, I believe is what it's called. It runs on NVIDIA's. They mm -hmm. have feed them. They give you access to one of their graphics cards and some server somewhere, and you can play all kinds of games through that, too, on Steam. Mm, not bad. Yeah. Any, anything else you'd like to say? I keep interrupting you when you mention something I've forgotten. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. One thing I was going to ask you about specifically, like, what is the leveling system like? Do you have any idea? 
Like in regards to pretty much like anything as like overall character level or if it's like a level type of deal or your skills or like are certain things static and you just get like better gear. Every time you level up, you earn one skill point to invest in any of the 82 skills on offer. Okay. Does that answer any of your questions? To an extent, yes. There are a total of 82 skills in Starfield, each with four ranks. What kind of like your character, like does your character like level up to where like you get like more health, like I, you get stronger? I believe so. Faster, that kind of thing. Yeah. You have to increase the wellness skill. Ah. Uh, so, so it's, it's be, all skill based. Yeah. It's going to be more based like uh, Fallout, I believe in that way, won't it? Kind of. And Fallout, as you leveled up, the only way to get stuff was to add points into your base stat and then into a skill after that. Well, like even when like you just like leveled up per se, like you still got more health when you leveled up every time you leveled up. However, like how much health you got could be affected by like certain perks that you had, if I'm not mistaken. Or yeah. am I incorrect? Oh, you can't have a chef perk, by the way. Cool. And as a starting thing, a chef background. Rank up the wellness skill, craft under pharmacology skill, gain the alien DNA trait, which will increase your health. That's the ones that's listed before the game has come out. I have no idea what the alien one is because there's not much detail in it right here. Hmm. Unfortunately, it looks like if you want more health, you will have to invest in it. Okay. Uh, I, like I said, Sky... That's well, not too bad. No, Fallout 4 was like it. I don't remember gaining much just from leveling up in the way of health unless you put something into... It was endurance. Was it strength? I can't remember which one bringing your health up. It's probably endurance. I think it was endurance as well. Yeah. And then you have a skill underneath that. It gives you an extra 50 HP. You didn't get a whole lot from just leveling up, but you got some. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They haven't said it, but I don't guess anybody knows except for the people working on it right now. So are you willing to try the chef uh, background? Yes. Are you? Okay. I was wondering. Yeah, I'll straight up be a cook in space. <laughs> yeah, be a, a space cook. You'll be the captain of the ship who just runs back down to the, the galley. <laughs> I appreciate you listening to me ramble on about something I haven't played yet. No problem, man. It'll kind of be like a, about the same situation for you on our next episode, because I plan on talking about an older game on the GameCube called Dark Cloud. I've heard you talk about it a little bit. I have no idea. I didn't know nothing about <laughs> the game, really. Uh, Dark Cloud, I thought it's either some weather phenomenon or a um, Final Fantasy or <laughs> something. No, nah, just an old RPG on the GameCube. Okay, well, RPGs are good. Is it like a... Um, it's very linear. Is it a JRPG? Yes. I mean, like it's got like turn-based combat, Okay, if that's what you mean, but it's kind of like... Now, I could be wrong, but I think there was like an option for like real-time combat, like to where like if you like sat there idle and didn't choose commands... Yeah. Uh, like you could and would die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, I think I switched it to turn-based... So that way, if I had to like walk away or something like that, I didn't have to worry about immediately dying. Plus, they added that in there. I look forward to hearing about it. I don't have a problem with JRPGs. I like them. I like the art. A lot of the story stuff. The final reason I don't get into Final Fantasy is the is the story stuff. I don't. It's just all over the place in those series. Yeah, they can be a little odd. I, certain ones. Yeah, I try to learn a little bit about them here and there. Your Dragon Quest stuff. I was more into that than I ever was Final Fantasy. Yeah, those, uh, the Dragon Quest games, I do kind of prefer the storytelling in those versus the Final Fantasy series. I might go back to the Dragon Quest, the newest one again soon. Uh, I need something to pass the time between now and Starfield. Well, like I said, thank you for... No problem, man. If you like what we're doing here, we have a podcasting network called Gruesome Gaming Group. We have like two other podcasts on there. It's one of them is me and my sister Beth talking about horrific history and hauntings. That's the name, horrific history and hauntings. 
she will bring up something that the history books don't cover and it will cover hauntings. A lot of times the horrible history will go along with a haunting story or two. So we'll discuss that if we think it's real or not. You never know. My sister and I also have another podcast called Brother Knows Quest. It's a podcast where I take a tabletop role-playing game off my shelf and tell her a little bit about the setting and the game, how it works, and she tells me if she would ever like to play it because we like tabletop role-playing games, thanks to Dakota. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I really enjoy them, even if I never play them as much as I want. That's the uh, sun that plagues us all, man. Yeah, we have a Twitter account called Gruesome Gaming G. if you want to tweet at us. X account now. If you want to send us a, something to cover, you might think we'd like to talk about or just say hi. Tell us what you think. Tell us how we might be able to improve the stuff we do. If you can review us on a podcasting app, that'd be nice. I'll put the link to all this information in the description of this episode. I might even put a Amazon affiliate link for Starfield down there. If you want to reach out to me or anything, just send us a tweet or I guess it's a Zeet now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or uh, you can reach out on our TikTok or anything uh, else that uh, Ramey here has named off for us. Uh, just, we'd like to hear your feedback. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you know, guys, like, we'd like to hear from you. Just kind of interact and, you know, we're having fun and hopefully you guys are too. And we'd like to, you know, do a little bit better out there. And, you know, again, no pressure or anything. Just as far as like tips, donations go, like, we appreciate anything and everything that y'all can do for us. It just helps makes doing this a little bit easier on us. Yeah, we really do. Also, we're thinking about having more of a YouTube presence and the uh, doing more of a streaming. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, also, I put a little few clips, like shorts, up about the podcast we're doing at the time. Mm-hmm. It, in the, it's called Gruesome Gaming Group. If you look it up on YouTube, you'll find us there. Mm-hmm. If we start doing streams or anything, which uh, we'll uh, try to like put out on our social medias whenever we do plan on doing any kind of streams, which as of right now, it seems like I'm going to be the main streamer in that sense. Yeah. Uh, unless we plan to do like maybe like a, a group stream with either playing co-op games or possibly doing like a tabletop game for Brother Nose Quest, but everything's just kind of uh, up in the air till we can get something more concrete worked out. And the equipment, that's a <laughs> yes, that's a big thing. I have an Instagram account if you want to go there and look for us. It's called Gruesome Gaming G1. But yeah, reach out to us any way you find is best. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And this has been Dakota. And this has been Leveling Duo. Logging off. Logging off. <laughs>